Welcome to the After Hours Podcast. It's been a little while, but it's good to be back. I'm Noah. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts and a project manager here at After Hours. And what's up? My name's Miles. I'm a, the other co-host. And we have a special guest today. Um, hi, my name is Elizabeth. I'm the producer and the future executive director of After Hours. Let's go. Oh, all right, cool. Well, today we actually don't have a guest. <laughs> uh, but... But we decided to go through a little trip down memory lane. Um, We're going to talk about our journeys through the journalism school, because I think if you're in the J school, you have definitely gone through a little bit of a journey. And yeah, I don't know. So Miles, we can start with you. What, what, or how about we start beginning freshman year when you first started at UFO? Did you know you wanted to be a J major? Was that the first thing you read or kind of take me through your headspace? Yeah. So freshman year, I came in and I was at business school like everyone else. I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do. And then I took J201 as a just a GE and I fell in love with the spirit of it. That class is pretty interesting, but I just liked the the feeling that it gave me. And then I found journalism and I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do with journalism, but it just felt right and felt like a place where I belonged. And then I applied at the end of freshman year and here I am four years later. What about you guys? Well, for me, I I came into UL undeclared. I had no idea what to do. I was like juggling like business journalism and um, cinema studies. And I found that advertising was kind of like the perfect like in between of business and cinema studies. And so I didn't declare, like I didn't apply for the J school till like my sophomore year. Um, that's because that's when I was 100% sure that's what I wanted to do. Um, and yeah, and again, a couple of years later, <laughs> I've gone through this like cool little, cool little journey, but yeah, I don't know. I was, it kind of, kind of came from me just trying to, trying to find something that combined all my interests. So what about you, Elizabeth? Um, yeah, just like, you know, I was undeclared, had no clue, you know, where I wanted to go to college at all. I learned about the journalism school through the media and social action arc, which is an academic residential community that the university of Oregon offers. And so that just like brought in my perspective into the world of the SOJC. Uh, I also battled between cinema studies for a while, but I was like, I think advertising is like the perfect like sweet spot for me because I want to go into like content creation for brands and just media companies in general. Yeah, I feel like starting out in the J school can be kind of daunting and it's kind of hard to get classes and stuff under your feet so I just wondered if either of you guys had any recommendation for just like starting that journey like what did that look like for you guys once you were in the J school yeah, that's a great question I mean obviously I think like you said like uh was it J the class tutorialized was it 101 or 100 I forget which one it was. but it was one where you brought in I think it was one J100 yeah J100 yeah if you're not 100% sure I think that one I don't know that for me was what made me really interested because there's so many professors came in i remember kind of hearing deb talk about you know story how storytelling is actually a really big part of advertising um and i had never thought about it that way so i think gaining kind of a you're able to kind of get really good viewpoints of what each of the kind of what each of the concentrations within the j school is so i think that's a great one to start with 
Um, just to, even if you're not even considering journalism, I think that's a great way to start with. So what about you guys? Well, for me, I was a part of like the media and social action arc. And so I was able to help create like videos and take pictures for that. So that kind of introduced me to that world of it. I would just, you know, explore different avenues, like go to club meetings, like Jake Peg and after hours, go to those workshops, talk to professors, just talk to like any student you see walking in the hallway right now. Obviously you can't do that. So I would just like go on LinkedIn and connect with people. Yeah, I really, I wanted to touch on something you said, Noah, about storytelling and advertising. I totally agree with that because I didn't really look at it either. I just thought it was like McDonald's ads and jokes at the Super Bowl, you know, and like taking those classes like 101 and grammar, oh, grammar, but it, it really does like change your perspective on the possibilities of ads making ads and it's not all about just pushing random products on people and I think that 101 is a perfect way to start that but I think it's there's a gap between when you start out and your taste and then your skills that you actually evolve over time and I think that to be honest I don't really know where I was going with that (laughs) but it felt right it felt right yeah yeah, it happens. Uh, speaking of, you touched on grammar. I remember grammar was surprised. That class was surprisingly hard. I was like, oh, my goodness. But um, speaking of hard classes, what do you guys think is the hardest class you've taken in the J school? Like, what's a class that you need a friend in in the J school to get through that class? Because all, there's always what? J101, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I couldn't have done it without my friends, honestly. Just, like, you know, talking. Yeah, I'm... I got to agree with Elizabeth on that one. Also, grammar, like you said, surprisingly hard. You don't realize all the little nuances that go into it. Also, for all my upper division kids listening, I think writing design concepts with Tom McDonald specifically is one of the hardest classes, not in terms of content and what you're learning, but in terms of how far that class actually pushes you and I think it was actually really healthy because I there's a project where you have to make something every day for 40 days and I genuinely believe that I couldn't do it and I just pushed through and I was actually super proud of my work and it's still in my book but yeah so I think there's a lot of tough classes depending on what you're bringing to the table but it will also serve as an avenue to push past that mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, creative strat was weirdly kind of intense. Not the the bad the first half of that class is actually like okay, we're like we're just learning and talking to dev, yada yada yada. And then the back half is like you got to get your idea book in, and then you have the uh, the campaign extravaganza, and you have like, and it's just like you're just all all of a sudden it's just work overload. Like the only reason I got through was because I had a group of people. Um, um group of friends I like Reese was in my hit group and he was uh we had been friends before and we were just kind of like it was we were just hanging out we were just getting our work done and it turned out to be a very um fulfilling experience but for anybody who hasn't taken creative strat yet when Deb says start your idea book early start your idea book early like do not procrastinate that because I did and I paid for it so I guess my next question is I think 
there's a big emphasis uh, emphasis on clubs in the J school more than probably I, I don't know about some of the other stuff uh, some of the other schools in, within U of L but there's a big emphasis on like joining clubs and um I've said this a million times but Miles and I called it kind of like the J school hierarchy um but I guess kind of like it's real um with after hours in particular though how did you guys get into after hours and, and it was it workshops did you reach out to somebody like how did how did that start yeah so what how it started was I was actually in creative strat and Emily Pearson the queen who started it all came in and t gave a little spiel and I was honestly super intrigued she just seemed super bubbly and excited and then Deb was essentially like we're they're meeting right after this class like go and I remember it was only like me and maybe two or three other kids from my class everyone else just got up and walked out the door you know and I like stayed around and I went to it and it was a typography workshop with Stephen Asbury which who's a character but I love him and he was just talking about type and at the time I wasn't really into it and I ended up taking his class down the line and becoming a typography nerd proud by the way I'm a proud typography nerd but yeah it was about typography and I just remember feeling like it was like a little a little community carved out that wasn't going to judge me and was also filled with kids who like wanted to make cool stuff. I think that's another key of getting through the J school is surrounding yourself with people who are like minded and want to make cool stuff. And it kind of snowballed. And then I applied randomly. I didn't even apply. For, I like didn't I selected other in terms of positions like I don't know what I want to be. I just want to be a part of this. And Kara was like, you're going to be our workshop director. And here I am two years later, uh, emceeing and making a podcast with the, with the gang. What about you, Elizabeth? Yeah, I actually discovered After Hours last spring. I think it was like April 2020. Um, I saw it on Instagram and then I just, you know, was riveted by one of the workshops with Lea De Leon, who was like a documentary yeah. film. Like that was an amazing workshop and I follow her on Instagram to this day and she's just amazing. And once I saw that After Hours was hiring like a producer, I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm probably not going to get it. Um, but you know what? I'm here today and it's been an incredible opportunity. Now you're about to run the joint. So like, that's a crazy journey. Um, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, my, my journey was kind of weird because I was going to after hours meetings because like I just wanted to be involved. I was like, like I had like a, a moment where I was like, I need to do something. <laughs> and so I was like, and I saw, I think it was, uh, I think Kara was like, you should like during creative shows that you should come. And then um, I did, I went a couple of times, had a great time. Um, Emily Pearson knocked it out the park every workshop. And after a while, I realized I was there like every Friday for like five, six weeks. And I was like, wow, this is like, I'm not, I'm, for me, I'm not the type of person to do like extracurriculars for like that. And then I remember Carol's like, you should, uh, she DM me on Instagram. I was like, hey, like, would you be interested in helping us out? And I was like, that'd be awesome. Um, that's the exact perfect opportunity I'm looking for. Um, and she was like, oh, do you, like, you want to be, I applied for the producer role, actually. Um and, which is kind of funny and then I didn't get the producer role but she was like we want you on the team 
how does project manager sound? I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'll try it. And I tried it and I've kind of just been making it up as I go along. It's funny because I've kind of morphed back into a producer role, but um, it's definitely, it's helped me um, surround me again, like kind of what Miles was saying about um, kind of surrounding yourself with kind of great creative people. Um, I think that's, well, that's definitely what I've learned is just like, no, like, I think you guys can attest, like, I feel like we're kind of one big family that meets once a week and just tries to, you know, help everybody out. And I, that's an awesome environment and I'm very happy to be part of it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like adding on to that, I I get that vibe from a lot of different groups. You know, I've popped into like a couple of NABJ meetings and taking up space. And I feel like more, even outside of after hours, just being in a student group creates that kind of community. And I think it's super important for J school kids too, which honestly leads right into my next question of like, what do you wish you did? Well, I guess this is more for you, Noah, because you're a senior and Elizabeth, you're still in the thick of it. But what do you wish you did like at the beginning? Or not what do you wish you did? What would you change? I think I wish I would kind of put myself out more and applied, went to more clubs, like taking up space and all that. And uh, uh, I just wish I applied myself more and just kind of put my, just networked more, honestly, just met more people. Because um, there are a lot of people I'm only meeting now like this year where I'm like, wow, like y'all have been here all along. Like, <laughs> like I would have like loved to just like, you know, just kick it with y'all like in some like creative um, way um, for the last couple of years. So I just wish I was more, I put myself out there, you know, sophomore year just in a, allowed me to get into after hours, but I wish I did that with every group. Um, and I wish I knew about every group just so that I, I could kind of work on so many different skills with so many different people and, um, learn so many different things from other people as well but what about you Miles? yeah in terms of what I I totally agree I I wish I would have applied myself a little more because I didn't really get into the swing of it until the end of sophomore year going into my junior year when I got the after hours job and I regret just like not talking to more people I think one thing that kind of held me back at first that I think is worth touching on is imposter syndrome like coming into the J school, like you see the highlights of like the seniors and like you see all the people like running the show and you think like, oh, maybe I don't belong here because I'm not as good as them. But you don't realize that they've been doing it for years. And you, I think everyone, I'm a firm believer in everyone brings something different to the table and that coming together of different perspectives is what makes great work. So I wouldn't say, I would say don't limit yourself. Just jump in and try and work with as many people as you can and actually like make good work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on imposter syndrome because I, in some ways I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> and I'm like, every day. And I'm on my, every day. I, I, that's something I struggle with every day. It's like, like, damn, should I even be here right now? Like, I, that's something that's, you know, I think, I mean, I th but I also think it's something that's a good thing to try to deal with now because it's a good, it's good to recognize that. And you, re and then I think you realize that, like, 
everybody's making this shit up as they go along. It's not just you. So like 100%. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. That's a big thing that you have to learn is like, you know, nobody goes into anything hundred percent confident, you know, but you need to, you need to be confident in yourself. I mean, so it's kind of like a double-edged sword that way, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, imposter syndrome is a real thing. And I think that's what I'm really grateful about the J school. Um, honestly, is that I've gone through kind of that mini, that mini trial a little bit already um yeah i feel so like I, even, I even know, touching on like, how to recognize a little it more it's like how do you like, get hey, over like, that hump you've been, you've been able to do this and before I think like you made it you made it this far kind of there's so two, well there's people with um, talent yeah and there's people with work ethic and i think if you work at something long enough you will look back and find yourself further along than you thought you would ever get and so honestly to anyone struggling out there i would say just believe in yourself and bet on yourself and keep pushing forward yeah absolutely and i think it also is kind of comforting that you're not the only one going through it you know how we mentioned totally like everyone's going through it you just got to remind yourself to keep on going yeah, you're here for a reason. So this is a little bit off topic. I guess it kind of touched on the imposter syndrome, but I just want to say that this is random, but I just want to say that this recommendation, Twitter is probably going to be your most useful tool in the J school. Kind of underrated, but every I think everybody should be on Twitter because um, it was actually interesting because I think there's a, you know, I think it's really important too to have a relationship with some of your professors and sometimes it's not always easy just to go into their office after hours and try to form a relationship because there are so many kids trying to talk to them and um it's a funny story I I think as some people may know about me I'm a big fan of movies I write some like little reviews every once in a while and um I just started throwing them on Twitter and and Deb reached out one day and was like this is great like we should chat and it was like it was a really cool like moment because I heard all this stuff about like you know it's hard it's so hard to talk to Deb I mean she she'll talk to you but like you know it's like this whole like competitive thing and so I kind of just did my own thing but I also kind of like branded myself around on on Twitter and kind of like put myself out there share my work on Twitter and all that stuff and I was able to get professors to notice me and I kind of have create relationships with them and um so that's just kind of my like little off-topic story of, and I guess it touched a little bit on positive syndrome but it adds I think it does add a little bit of confidence because it's kind of like you can share so much about yourself without feeling like you're imposing on anybody so everybody needs to get on Twitter <laughs> yeah that's my little screen yeah so the yeah future. I just gotta say first off for this, playing the movie um, industry also is a little Everyone, should, yeah. everyone listening should go Bringing check it back. Out. You're right. I think Twitter is more personal. Like, you can go to office hours, and there, like, there's always an hour long line outside of Deb's office, or you can email a professor. Which don't sleep on. I still have made great connections with teachers based off emails, so don't sleep on that. But I think Twitter allows you to speak more in your own voice rather than sending like a a robotic sounding email and an at on Twitter really isn't super, like you said, it's not like super confrontational. It's not asking for too much. And most of the time 
professors and people in the industry will just be scrolling Twitter and they'll see a notification and they'll just look at it. And it's, I agree. I think everyone should be on Twitter and it just, it allows you to put your voice out there and present yourself to the world rather than hide behind a computer and send out generic recruitment emails, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I remember I, towards the end of fall tour, I was going, I hit burnout. Like I've never hit burnout before. I was just like, dead and i i reached out to troy on twitter i just dm'd him i was like hey man like i'm having a hard time right now like do you have any advice and he replied like 10 minutes later i was like hey man what's going on like like what do you need like here's what to do here's how to recognize like and he gave me all these tips and it was like i don't know it shatters the wall between like kind of like that authority figure and you as a student because everybody's the same like it's just you just have an account (laughs) that's all it is and so I've realized, slowly realized kind of like just the power of um, social, kind of social media in that aspect and forming relationships with professors, because in some ways I think it can do, you're, you'll always be on their radar, but you're not in their face the entire time, if that makes sense. And I think that's, um, I think that's really powerful, so. Yeah, totally. And I think adding on top of that, more so like connecting with teachers in the SOJC is not necessarily a cheat code but it will pick you up when you need it like it can be super daunting to reach out to a teacher or someone you admire but most of the time I would say about 99.9 percent of the time they're gonna like not respond but at least be supportive and because they're there for you and I think that in times of when you're down bad because yeah I've been burnt out and they offer just like kind reassuring words which sometimes is all you need just a keep going or a check this person out and I think that is also essential to getting through the J school because it is coming up with creative ideas constantly for four years it can get burnt out and it can feel overwhelming at times but you definitely can do it and the teachers are there they believe in you so definitely use them also which also brings me to my next question so in turn I wanted to bring it back to like passion projects and stuff because everyone knows you can do assignments and classes you'll probably do in campaigns but I feel like in order to make it through the J school you need to be able to express yourself on your own and put time towards the things that make you happy so I just want to know like what if you guys have been working on anything or how you guys feel about passion projects in themselves You first, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, I feel like passion projects are an escape, you know, from just like a certain assignment. You're not necessarily put into a box. You can like be creative with this, right? Um, And it's fun because you don't just have to do it by yourself. You can do it with your friends, your classmates. Um, And I've just been going on photo shoots with my friends, people on Tinder, honestly, like that's why I have Tinder, yeah, just so awesome. I can like um, take pictures of into people. Movies, so I, I just find so much joy in, I don't know, spreading that. Um, I kind of review movies videos are memes, really fun. Which I, I've been getting what a kick you, out Noah? of. My dad loves it. So, I mean, I've been having a good time as well, obviously. Um, and also I've been writing a lot. Just movie, there are less movie reviews and I'm trying to kind of like tell stories through kind of like the feelings that I have about a particular movie, um, which has been a really cool like 
kind of creative outlet. I, again, I'm not put into a box where like it has to be a certain thing. It's just very much a like, here's what I thought about the movie, but like here's what I think this means and kind of like a the greater scheme of things. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. But yeah, I think for me, like my passion project is almost shit as a career at this point. Um, just because I it's almost like a craft that I have to perfect. Um, it's I don't know, it's something that I I think is necessary, not necessarily for like clout, but just something that like you can just do for fun, you know, and it's not that serious. And it's um uh yeah, I don't know. I just get a kick out of it. It's a great time. So what about you, Miles? Yeah, I totally agree. It's just like totally for fun, but also totally plays into the career art. And honestly, I've been I'm not gonna lie, I've been struggling. I my brain I feel like runs like a mile a minute. So I have all these ideas and I need to quantify them and break them down. And so really I just been trying to make as much stuff as I can. Like like the most random stuff too. Like I'm in the middle of trying to make my own leather wallet. Uh I started painting just because I I like the idea that there was no rules. Like looking at a blank canvas reminds me of like looking at a blank page and like writing a story and there's no parameters, there's no syllabus. It's like just whatever I'm feeling at the time. And I think that having something like that is important too, just for expression. But yeah, totally the same with me. I've been trying to write a bunch, uh, just get my grammar down. I've been reading some books. I read a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a <laughs> Add in a bleep emoji. But I would totally recommend that to anyone in the SOJC too. Like, I think it totally applies to my life. And like every couple pages, I'm just sitting there reading and I'm like, this man is dissecting my soul. So I've also been reading a lot too. So don't forget to hit the books for recreation, not just for school. Hell yeah. Um... So we got, I think we got a little bit of time left, but before you guys wanted to touch on, I think we're both, uh, we're both, you're part of advertising. I'm part of um, ad team. I just want to kind of touch about that because those are club names that are thrown a lot around a lot. Um, I know when I was a sophomore, I was like, I really want to be a part of that. So um, let's tell you, Miles, I guess you can touch on kind of like how you came about wanting to join AHA, why you didn't want to join ad team or yada, yada, yada. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah totally um so it started where I got I like to say I got drafted for this team for a create-a-thon which was an event it was a 48-hour event last year and I worked with Maddie and Kara and some of our other co-workers and me and Maddie spent the whole time like just ideating copy and then she came up to me and was like yo I think you would be a really good copywriter and I'd never thought about it and I started looking into it more and I was like oh I could totally do this and like I was always a good writer and it kind of seemed to fit perfectly she was like you should apply so I applied to AHA as a copywriter and I applied to ad team but I wasn't as confident in my copywriting skills for ad team so I was in the interview I was a little hesitant but I ended up working at AHA and super fun I would say to anyone considering one either one I would definitely apply 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 because it's just more like-minded kids who want to make good work and I think that's the most valuable 
those are the most valuable people to be around in the SOJC. And yeah, I would definitely recommend. And even if you don't really know what you want to do, just apply and they'll put you where they think you'll thrive the best, which could work out either way, but either way, you're going to learn a lesson. What about a uh, ad team? How's that going? Yeah, ad team's been a lot of fun, actually. Um, it's a little bit smaller than AHA, if I'm not mistaken, but I think it's been a good time. I uh, actually applied for AHA like sophomore year, and I got denied, and I was like, damn, it hit me in the soul. And then a year later, funny enough, I had just built up kind of a little bit more of a portfolio. I'd been doing after-hour stuff for a year by then, and then I'd also joined um, the Emerald um and I was, I applied to AHA first. I was like, I really want to join AHA. And then ad team was on my radar and I saw this role for like strategy. And I looked, I was like, what's a strategist? And I, I looked into it and I was like, okay, writing and research. And I was like, I do that like with movies in my free time anyway, like this could be pretty cool. Um, so I just applied on a whim and I interviewed for AHA, I interviewed for ad team. Um, and I really enjoyed I, I had a good time during my interview during our team and I was kind of like surprised. I was like, I'm actually like having a ball right now um, and ended up getting into both. And I was like, you know what? Like maybe I should just do ad team. Like, um, I don't want to kind of load my plate too much and just kind of like, because uh, in the past I've kind of like, I want to do it all. And then after a while I'm like, ah, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, so I decided just to do ad team and I thanked AHA and kind of said, and said I was just going to go ahead with ad team. And I've had a great time. It's a little bit smaller scale. Everybody works towards um, a competition at the end of the year. Um, my group of group of strategists that I've been working with, I've been awesome. Um, and we've, even though we've kind of had like kind of late nights and last minute deadlines and all that stuff, I mean, that comes with the territory and it's been being able to get through it. Um, yeah, it's been a good time, honestly. I've, been, I've really enjoyed it. Um, even to so much to the point where Strategy is something I'm considering as a career now uh, that I actually want to do in my career, which is not, um, was not on my radar at all. Like even a year ago was something was like, I'm going to do strategy and be a brand strategist. Like that wasn't something at all that I was thinking of. So um, it's been an incredible experience. Um, it's gone by so quick. <laughs> it's gone by really, really fast, but it's been a good time. So yeah, I agree. Uh, apply to both. I mean, I, there are people who do, do both as well. So if you're listening to this, like, Again, put yourself out there, apply to both. If you don't get in the first time, apply again the year after. Like, um, you'll figure it out. It's been because it's been a really rewarding experience for sure. Yeah, I feel like it also kind of plays into the you don't know, you won't know if you like it until you try it. And I think trying as many things as possible would really allows that because, like, exactly like same with you and strategy. Like, I had no clue what a copywriter was. Like about a year ago and it now it's like something that I constantly think about which is kind of baffling to me but um yeah Elizabeth like what do you what do you have what are your opinions on AHA and ad team Um, it seems really cool. I mean, I'm not a part of any of them, but it's definitely on my radar for like the yeah, next few years. A, um, not necessarily I an feel unspoken like rivalry, to but to you know, there's a sense of competition. But I don't know. And I, but I think we'll it's see a what healthy happens, competition. You know? It's not a malicious They both one. seem really great. Um, everyone just wants to make good, good work. And I think that versus mentality just helps people work harder. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's it. Um, I think we can start wrapping it up. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah, as, this is my last quarter of school. Um, so, like, I I wanted to do just kind of like look back on memory lane thing. Um, just to look, just to look back and see how far we've all come. So this has been a awesome experience. I'll definitely be doing more podcasts. So I'm not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to hand the ship over just to Miles. Um, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was fun. It was kind of. I feel like um, we've touched on a whole lot, and hopefully, it's helped all of y'all. Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I wanted to thank both of you guys because. Honestly, I didn't think I would be making podcasts at all in college, and this has been one of the best experiences I've had. And yeah, I I know you're graduating, but you're not going anywhere for the After Hours podcast for a little bit at least. Um, yeah, and honestly, if you're listening to this and you still have any questions or be like you want to hit us up, like by all means, uh, we have so much knowledge and information, and we've been through it and. Honestly, we're all pretty easygoing and happy to help with any questions you have. Cool. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Elizabeth, thanks for helping us out recording. And um, you actually, you actually were able you. to be part of the podcast this time too, which is awesome. Yeah, so lots of fun. Thank you for having me. Sweet. All right. See you guys next time. All right. Thanks for coming out. Thank you for listening to the After Hours podcast. Huge shout out to our amazing co-hosts, Miles and Noah. See you on the next one.